My name is Scott Challoner, and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As our regular listeners will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And as we record this particular podcast on the 14th of September 2022, we pay tribute to one of our most loved and cherished leaders in the form of Her Late Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II, who served her country with such incredible devotion throughout her days. Um, I'm actually joined on today's programme by Lisa Brady, the owner of Perfect Recruitment, a recruiter and supplier of permanent staff to the catering, hospitality and food industries. Um, Lisa, a very warm welcome to yourself and thank you for joining us on the programme. It's a real pleasure having you with us. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, Lisa. And uh, obviously I've only given a very vague overview of what it is that you actually do. But uh, just to sort of expand upon that for those listeners that might not be familiar with yourself and your business, what is it that Perfect Recruitment does sort of in your own words? We're a recruitment consultancy that's based in the Chorley, Lancashire area. Um, we've been established since 2007. Um, and predominantly, we work with catering hospitality industry. Um, and that's chefs, um, majority of chefs. We also do a lot of waiting on and bar staff. We cover most of the Northwest. Um, and we decided to branch out and actually step into the construction um market as well so we also do construction and we do have quite a lot of cleaners out as well yeah fantastic and uh, you have quite the history don't you working in the hospitality industry because i think you started your career in the hotel sort of sector didn't you and then you've kind of built um yourself up um, within the industry kind of moved into new roles and then obviously built your own business from the ground up starting obviously in uh, the uh, the late 2000s uh what what yeah, was it that absolutely. Um, what was it actually that made you think then that going into business for yourself was going to be the way forward for you? When did that kind of realisation sort of creep in, do you feel? Well, I work for um, a worldwide recruitment consultancy and I worked my way up from being a, a recruitment consultant up to sort of an area manager and then a trainer. And then when redundancies loomed, um, I've been given quite a lot of autonomy to open new branches across the country. I was familiar with profit and loss accounts, you know, I've managed many staff. And I thought, well, if they've given me this power to do that, and they, they, I, I think it was probably the best that I do it for myself rather than go and start another career with another agency, just look and open up and try and build something for myself. I just had a little girl at the time mm-hmm. and I wanted to spend more time at home as well. So it, 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 it kind of worked out great that I could do both. Um, obviously, I didn't realise at the time how hard it was going to be, probably. Yeah, and just obviously, yeah, yeah, of course, and and actually just for, um, just just on that actually, because um, there are a a fair few young entrepreneurs that often tune into this particular program, uh, just looking for a few pearls of wisdom of what to expect when sort of they might be thinking of starting their own businesses. When you were sort of looking to, uh, to get yourself started, what were some of the immediate challenges that you found that you feel that people going down that same pathway should, should really be aware of? Um, I think when you start, it's get as much advice from people that are in that situation straight away and find out how they worked, you know, find mm-hmm. their pitfalls. My pitfalls was cash flow straight away mm-hmm. um, and um, clients. You, you get very, very eager and very, very excited when you start out a new business and you want to fill everything and you and you every little revenue you want to go for. And you probably don't do the due diligence behind the scenes 
as much as you could because you just want to get on that ladder and start performing and start getting cash flow going. Yeah, absolutely. And um, given that you've sort of taken your business through sort of several crises, let's say, I mean, I'm I'm thinking of two in particular here because you started, of course, in 2007. Uh, Firstly, the global (laughs) financial crisis pretty much hit immediately afterwards. And then, of course, um, a couple of years back, we had the infamous COVID-19 pandemic. So I can imagine that sort of trying to negotiate two quite significant events like that obviously must have been difficult but I imagine you probably come out of it feeling like you've sort of built up your resilience from a leadership perspective as well great resilience completely that's the right word and most people say that I am a resilient person back in 2008 2009 it was it was horrendous I didn't pay myself and I think it was for about five years we just kind of broke even I didn't take any money at all uh, and, it, and it was tough with a, a young family behind the scenes. Uh, and I worked really, really hard trying to balance that, balance my work life balance with the kids at home and obviously being in the office and trying to manage that and trying to get the staff morale going in a very, very difficult time. Yeah, certainly so, I can imagine. And um, obviously, um, the industry that you're currently working in, I mean, it, it, it does have its issues um, at the moment, um, mainly, of it course, does. with the uh, the skills gap. That is something that is persistent across several sectors. Of course, we're seeing that in the health and social care industry. We're seeing it in um, sectors like uh, construction. We're seeing it in engineering. Um, so with, with regards to hospitality, I mean, we've got the skill shortage there. We know there's a skill shortage there. And um, we now have a new government. Um, of course, um, shortly before the passing of the Queen, uh, the new Prime Minister Liz Truss was uh, was formally handed power. So I suppose for some of the immediate priorities, I guess the cost of living and inflationary pressures are, of course, going to be the immediate things that she has to address. But on top of that, this government also needs to be looking at skills provision, doesn't it, above other things? Absolutely. Um, once uh, a lot of the Europeans went back, you know, that hit the hospitality industry really, really hard. And um, we were already short of staff. We, you know, there wasn't enough chefs in the in the country. We don't see it as a career in this country, but other countries do. Mm. Um, we had an, an awful lot of people from other countries working in a, in our hotels, bars, and restaurants, and and obviously. People can't open seven days a week now purely because they can't staff that up. Mm. And I suppose another issue is that they might not necessarily be able to afford the energy bills to operate seven days a week as well. That's another problem, um, of course, in the uh, the current climate that we're seeing. That's going to be a huge issue for um, anybody in hospitality because the lights are on 24-7, you know, the, the cooking equipment. It, it, it's just going to be so difficult in an industry that's already finding it tough. It is certainly. And you mentioned as well just now that we don't necessarily see it as a career in this country working in hospitality. So when we think about the lack of, you know, workforce flowing into the sector, is perception of the industry also a big issue then? Yeah, well, we've seen a lot of colleges um, close their catering and hospitality courses down because they've not got the uptake. Mm. So if we're not, if we've not got homegrown talent in this country going through the colleges, getting into uh, hospitality, where are we going to get these candidates from? Where are we going to, you know, get everybody still wants to eat out. Everybody wants to use hotels, but where are we going to staff these from if we're not even having homegrown talent? That's exactly it, isn't it? And it's not necessarily an easy fix, is it? Because um, obviously 
it's getting it's changing perception and that means obviously having access to young people and obviously getting in front of young people telling them about what the industry can offer them um but as well as that it's also the opportunities to actually learn isn't it and if um if if colleges are starting to as you say withdraw their courses because there's no uptake there i mean i suppose at least in the short term industry is going to try and have to sort of step up to the plate isn't it but it's already got enough issues that it's got to balance yeah it's too many issues there's going to be so many um local independent places that do close down in the next sort of 12 months which is a real shame it is it's a real shame because people put their heart and souls into catering hospitality it becomes a way of your life um most people that have gone into hospitality have either fallen into it because they've they've been waiting on or bar and they, they just love the industry i absolutely i so passionate about the hospitality industry but again i wanted to be a hotel receptionist and my career has grown into being a company director mm. so it can it can open so many different roads of travel uh, you know general management it's not just going in to do bar and waiting there's, there's a big pathway out there um, and i don't think that's shown enough in our country and it's not shown enough in the schools and colleges yeah, so we need to raise awareness of that, don't we? Because there are opportunities there. There is the progression pathways there. But what young people are essentially being drip-fed is that it's an unskilled profession. You go into it. It's one of those things that you go into if you failed your GCSEs or something like that, when in reality, that isn't the case. I mean, and obviously, if you do sort of choose to pursue those progression pathways and move into, as you say, general management, those sorts of roles, actually you find that this industry can also be quite lucrative. So the remuneration side of it also has probably quite a bit to offer that maybe young people aren't aware of as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it, just how perception can sort of dictate everything. And so I suppose from sort of your point of view, where, as we sort of look at the uh, the next sort of immediate uh, 12 months, let's say, I mean, obviously, we want to see action on inflationary pressures and um, energy bills to try and obviously help businesses balance the books from that perspective. But as well as that, um, I guess what you're wanting to see is also a new strategy on the skill side of things where we, you know, we're thinking about how we're approaching young people. We're looking at the colleges again and saying, well, we need to obviously have some provision for this. And also we're just looking at industry and actually talking to industry and finding out what the needs are as well absolutely we we do a lot with the local schools and colleges and we're always going in and try and we have a lot of students that come into the office and we run through what what sort of career paths that they can do if they actually take up hospitality and catering and uh, there's you know, it just is so many different avenues and and cross skills to different different industries as well I mean, most people that go into a bar and waiting on from school and college, they get so many skills, personal skills, just from doing that. The customer facing, they've got to deal with issues, they've got to deal with problems, and and it's, it's character building. It is absolutely, and just um, t- looking at something as well that I was told by um, a care industry leader, there's a perception there that because of obviously the demands and the issues that their industry is facing, there's a huge exodus of um, talent from that sector that's moving into hospitality for one and also retail. But from your perspective, as obviously a leader in the hospitality sector, are you feeling that that sort of exodus is really proving enough to plug the gaps? Because it seems to me as if that's not necessarily the case. No, we're not seeing a, a, a huge influx of people by any means. We advertise everywhere, but we don't seem to be seeing an awful lot more new candidates through the door at all. 
Yeah, worrying time, certainly. And so thinking about the uh, the immediate future then, uh, we've talked about obviously what needs to be done in terms of the government strategy. But just for your business, Lisa, just before we wrap up on the show today, um, what are some of the uh, the major sort of milestones, if you will, that you'll be looking to hopefully surpass over this next year as you try and chart a course through this sort of, you know, quite tricky time that we're going through right now? Well, I suppose you've got the, you hit the nail on the head with the energy. I mean, mm. we're only a small, we're, you know, we're two-story building with six staff, and our um, energy bills have gone from 80, 83 up to way over 500. Mm. And, and that, you know, it will have a big impact on, on our business. But if you look at the other businesses out there, it's, it's going to really, really hit them hard. So we do need some form of guidance and how we're going to be helped as an SME. Um, our local um, borough councils are pretty hot on helping small um, businesses in the area. So I'm hoping they're going to sort of channel that we're going to be helped as well. Yeah, let's certainly hope that something's forthcoming from that point of view as well. And um, Lisa, thanks ever so much as well for taking the time to come and join us on the uh, the show today. It's been a real pleasure talking about, you know, some of the issues that um, you're facing, talking about your journey into business. And long may, of course, may uh, may that continue. And uh, for anybody tuning in who, you know, wants to find out a little bit more about uh, Lisa and uh, the business that she's put together, um, I think uh, perfect-recruitment.co.uk will probably be the best port of call, wouldn't it, Lisa, there? Yeah, absolutely. If anybody wants any advice of getting into the industry, um, we're, or my door's always open for anything like that. Yeah, and it could certainly use the uh, the influx of talent as well. I think that's for certain. Um, Lisa, thanks ever so much again for taking the time to join us on the programme. It's been a real pleasure having you and listening to you. And uh, by all means as well, do take care and do stay safe with all that's still going on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And also, if you are a hospitality industry leader and the issues that we've been talking about today do happen to resonate with you, then you can leave a comment on this particular podcast uh, via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash contact hyphen us to let us know what you think. But as well as that, if you do run your own business and you have your own story to share with us, either related to the hospitality sector or related to whatever industry or line of work that you're in, you can also join us on the programme to share your perspective via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply for now you've been tuning into this podcast with your host scott challoner today it's been an absolute pleasure welcoming lisa brady onto the show as my guest and to all tuning in take care until next time and goodbye